0: Welcome to another episode of Wednesday's Word with Donnie. I'm your host, Donnie Jenkins, and I'm so glad that you have decided to join us today. We want to speak on the topic today of the person I am meant to be. And with that, we're going to be drawing from Romans chapter 12, verses 3 through 8. So as you settle in, we want to uh, encourage you to follow along with us, and uh, here we go. So starting with verse 3, chapter 12 of verse Romans, it says, For by grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment. according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. Now in this verse uh, there's some things right off the bat that we want to address in order to kind of set the stage for our time together. The first uh, thing I want to draw it to your attention is simply the word grace. Now we hear that word quite often and uh, let me just kind of highlight what That means uh, it is grace is receiving what we do not merit on our own, or what we do not deserve. For example, if you have a credit card, they have uh, on that a grace period. Well, what that simply means is they are allowing you a certain amount of days to pay that bill without any financial penalties now that's not anything they have to do but yet they choose uh, to do that and so with that that is a extension of grace it's unmerited we've not done anything to deserve that so it's unmerited favor is another way of saying uh, grace well Paul being the one used to write this Letter to the a church in Rome at that time. He goes on to say there that we are not to think more highly of ourselves than what we should. Well, that well sometimes that's easy to do and sometimes it's not. If you've had a good day or things are really plugging along in your favor, man, it's really easy to get kind of a puffed up chest and you know you. uh, walk around with your head thrown back and the wind in your hair and you know feeling like you're on cloud nine as they say I mean you're just gonna take the world by the horns but just because you're having a good day or just because uh, you know you might be successful according to the world's eyes and so you might have a lot of things going for you but it doesn't mean that you are to think more highly of yourself uh, and, and think that you're better than those around you. So, boy, what a what a deflating statement that can be! Is to let the air out of that balloon that we get puffed up sometimes with. Just keeps us on the level ground. And he, he goes on there, and that um, we've been given a a measure of faith by God. And that measure of faith is given to each of us as a means to help us know. That uh, we will have the faith that we need to be able to uh, accomplish whatever God puts before us. Think with me for just a moment. Maybe you've had this experience. You've you've heard someone sing for the first time, or maybe play a instrument, an arrangement, and uh, at a presentation, and your first response after you heard them sing or heard them play the instrument or whatever it may be your first thought and response maybe went something like this i didn't know they had it in them well that's what happens with our measure of faith until we exercise that measure that we've been given we may not realize that we even uh, have been gifted with that by god and so we, we have to exercise uh, just like uh, driving by a gym is a lot different than going in and working out. Uh, we can drive by a gym all day long, but we can't see the effects of the workout if we never stop to go in and, and exercise with the weights and the machines. Our faith is the same way. If we, if we choose not to exercise that faith, we're not going to really know what we've been given so uh, let's continue on to contrast with that we've probably heard the expression God will never put more on you than what you can bear and so with that let me just share a uh, personal example that uh, happened to me when I was in seminary a few years ago Um, my wife and son. We all moved to Wake Forest, North Carolina, so I could complete my master's degree. And in that, I became a full-time student. And so I had uh, went out and got me a new backpack, just like a little school kid, and I'd load it up with my school books uh, for the class for the day, because I was on campus most of the day. And so I had this path that I had uh, made out to go to class when I get started, so I'd go down the sidewalk, up a set of steps, down another sidewalk, take another sidewalk, go up some more steps, and in the class I would be. Well, that would be the same routine that I would have every morning, going to my first class. Well, the first few days that I was doing that, that backpack was very heavy, and I thought, goodness gracious, uh, this is really going to wear me out about two three maybe even four weeks into that same routine i began to notice something about myself i noticed that the weight of the backpack got lighter now you're probably thinking well it's probably because you took some of your books out it wasn't because i took books out it was because i was developing muscles Uh, either I didn't realize I had or they had fallen asleep and hadn't been used in a long time and so with that I was able to carry that load in a more smoother uh, manner well exercising our faith can be just like that when we begin to exercise uh, that faith and, and by putting our trust in and God and and what He has for us and what He's willing to do with us and through us, then we can begin to see what we have been equipped with. Let's continue on uh, in our uh, time together with uh, verse 4 of of Romans 12. It says, For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same. Uh, You know, whether you're In a church or whether you're in a workplace there's a lot of different people around you in both scenarios and each person that is around you has been gifted in a different way but it takes everybody working together to accomplish the main purpose the main goal of the company or the church and so First Corinthians 7:17, 7, which is another letter that the Apostle Paul would write to another church in Corinth, and he says this: Only let each person lead the life that the Lord has assigned to him and to which God has called him. Only lead, don't lead anybody else's life. Lead and live your own life. You know, it's so easy to look at others and say, "Boy, they they got it good." Man, if I had what they had, I could be a whole lot happier. Or if I had the job they had, man, just think of what all I could do for my family. Only live and lead the life that God has given you. Well, another uh, passage out of 1 Corinthians, over in chapter 12, verse 12, it says, For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, Though many are one body, so it is with Christ. Now, if you're beginning to think that the two passages we just read out of 1 Corinthians and what we're reading in Romans chapter 12 sound very similar, there is a reason for that because the Apostle Paul uh, wrote both of those letters. He wrote one uh, to the Church of Rome, uh, that's Romans, and then to the church in Corinth, that's Corinthians. And so he wanted to communicate the same message no matter what church he was writing to. So that's why you see the pattern of similarity. Well, verse five of Romans 12 says this, so we, though many are one body in Christ and individual members of one another. So here again, We make up one body. That one body can be in a workplace or it can be uh, in a church, but it takes everybody working together. Now, verses 6 through 8, Paul begins to list out some gifts. He says in verse 6, Having gifts different according to the grace given to you, let us use them. So he's about to tell us uh, that, uh, you know, everybody's been given Uh, Some different gifts and we are to work together uh, not because we all have the same gift can you imagine if everybody had the same gift and that's all the gifts that you had uh, say in a workplace if everybody was gifted at giving presentations then who would fix the computers when they broke or needed to update the software if everybody was doing the same thing and you didn't have other people that could take care of the other uh tasks that was needed how much would get done same thing in the church if everybody wants to play the piano and says man i'm, I'm gifted in the piano and you got you know 12 15 100 200,000 people trying to play the piano can you imagine how that would look nobody uh teaching any classes everybody's just Huddled around the piano just waiting to for their turn to play because they can play the piano. It sounds silly, but I think you get the idea of what's being said. Well, he says there in verse 6 that you have the gift of prophecy. You know, prophecy is can also be seen as discernment. Uh, where, you know, you have people in your life that will kind of share some things with you and say, hey, here's something you might want to consider in you know, a given certain situation. And you think, man, how how they know that? Or how they see that? Or, or why didn't I think of that? Or why didn't I see that? Well, uh, that can be the gift of discernment. First uh, Peter 4.10 says this, uh, as each of us has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. So did you know that the gifts that we've been given, we're supposed to use them to help others, not just keep them to ourselves? It, it's kind of like, At Christmas time, everybody likes to get gifts. Remember when you were a child and how you couldn't wait, you know, you'd see all the presents under the tree and you'd you'd wake up all starry-eyed sliding under the tree. Couldn't wait to dive into that first uh, present. And probably the last thought that you were thinking is, can't wait to share this with somebody. Well, we're not children anymore. And so the gifts that we've been given uh, from God, are gifts that we are to uh, get skilled at, develop, but then share. So, verse 7 says "Then if you're in service, serve. You know, some people, they just have the gift of service. They just like to serve others. You know, if it's a, a break room, and people have kind of left stuff on the tables, or not straightened up, there'll be somebody who will go behind, and straighten up maybe throw some things away that doesn't even belong to them but just because they want things to look well because they have the gift of service you'll find that in the church you'll have people who just love to serve well then it goes on to say then if you teach then teach you know there are those and i'm one of those people i love to teach uh people new things I, i i really get excited when i think that i have Share something with somebody and they they've learned something and so you have people like that you have those in the workplace you know that just loves to try to help you come along in your understanding of whatever your job might be and then he talks about exhort or exhortation that's just encouraging and lifting up you know my wife has that that gracious gift but you know there are people in your life and people there at work people in church that just really like to be a cheerleader you know just give you those words of kindness and encouragement to help you kind of go a little bit farther down the road or just to make it through another day and so and then it talks about there are those who are generous some people are just uh, more givers than the others and those who lead with zeal and who do acts of mercy mercy is uh, that receiving what I, i do not receive what i deserve So for example, if you're driving down the highway and you you run a red light and then you you run a stop sign and and then you speed and you get pulled over, you know what's coming. Uh, A big old ticket, you know, maybe hundreds of dollars. And the officer walks up to the car and you let down your window and you start pulling out your license. And he says, you know what? i'm just gonna let you off with a warning today your first thought may be well i don't deserve that and you would be right if that was me i wouldn't deserve it but out of the kindness of his heart he says you know what i'm just just had a long day and so i'm just gonna you know just be warned next time there will be a, a fine you go relieved and rejoicing and Keep the speed limit. Well, that would be mercy because it's not anything you didn't receive what you deserved. You deserved a ticket, maybe a hefty fine. Instead, you you got a pass. Well, have you ever seen someone take a product and not use it in the means that it was purposed for? For example, someone taking a riding, uh, I mean, a, a push mower and using it for a hedge trimmer. Now, at first thought, you think, man, that is that is dumb. Who would do that? Well, evidently, someone out there years ago has done that because a lot of times on push mowers, you will see, uh, or in the manual, do not use as a hedge trimmer. Well, the reason that is wrong on so many levels is that one it's dangerous and two it's not the purpose that a lawnmower was made for so many times when we don't use the gifts that we've been given it is the essence of using a lawnmower for a hedge trimmer so use your gifts according to to what you've been given and you will find that you are the person you've meant to be thank you for your time today I hope you've enjoyed this if you have give us a good review share it with your friends let them know where we're at iTunes, Spotify, Google Play and until next time I'm your host Donnie Jenkins have a great day